thank you to Airbnb, presenting sponsor of African Tech Roundup's podcast miniseries on inclusive travel and tourism, recorded at the Africa Travel Summit 2018. Visit Airbnb.com right now to discover and book unique homes, experiences, and places all over the world. They're all waiting at Airbnb.com. I'm Andile Masugu, and coming up is a super chill conversation with Google South Africa's Head of Communications and Public Affairs, who just happens to be an exceedingly well-traveled former journalist. We chat about how Google is working to ensure that Africans coming online, as access to the internet improves, are equipped with relevant educational resources to help them thrive in digital terms and are served with content that reflects their world. Heads up, folks, there's some fun cameos in this episode. And of course, it's worth mentioning that this is an independent African Tech Roundup production. The opinions expressed by me, the host, and those of my guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the presenting partner, Airbnb. So this is crazy because I'm on the mic with the inimitable Mitch Atagana. Jesus. Oh my word, she's calling her savior. And then, <laughs> also present in the, in the vicinity, <laughs> is the one and only. The problematic. The, <laughs> the ever famous. How did Efwa say his name? Um, Modo? How did you say his name, Efwa? Modo, 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 yeah. And yeah. then I saw it on. I, then I saw it on the on the VIP lists for for the dinner later today, uh, later this evening, and it was Madoa. But no, no, the BBC won't stand for it, and neither will we. Larry Madoa in the building. Larry. That's about you, Fua. So listen. Uh, uh, is also around. Yes, also in, in the vicinity. Again, I say this very loosely. In the vicinity, you notice what I said. Yeah, the vicinity. We have the incredible. Host of the Africa Travel Summit, the inaugural. Oh, goodness me. Founder, she leads Africa. Listen, I'm giving everyone their dues. So, Efua is walking away. Say hi to the people at least. People, I don't know why this guy hasn't even paid me to be here. This right here is a promo. This is a guest spot. I think when rappers get on, get on someone's track, they get paid a guest feature. And you all are just getting this for free. And I'm not going to stand for it. Afua, you're going to get back home and you're going to find a bag waiting, man. Money, money bags. <laughs> a bag of, of appreciation? A bag of appreciation. Yes, a bag of appreciation. <laughs> so listen, okay, this is a random assortment of individuals. Quality folks, guys. We're, we're hanging at the fringes of Africa Travel Summit 2018. It's been a fairly insight-filled day so far. As someone who does a lot of conferences, like if this wasn't doing it, if this wasn't doing it for me, I'd like just get on with the, with the whole thing. I wouldn't say anything. I'd leave if it wasn't working for me. So you'd leave, but I'm, I'm obviously here covering, you know, the insights angle. Leave. You can't leave. Well, the thing is, there are specific people I'm here to cover and, and I know I'm going to get quality regardless, but the conference itself is also delivering on a level on stage that I didn't expect, I have to be honest. Absolutely. So, I mean, as an ex-journalist, I spent a good portion of my time sitting at conferences listening to boring panels and boring people tell me and I've been at the same th- conferences as you I have, this lady has no problem stepping I, I leave like, I'm like you know what I got my story chow but it is incredible so my, my first thing and I'm, again I've said it on stage and I'll say it here again shout out to Airbnb for bringing their conference to Langa 
People do conferences in the CBD, they go to Waterfront, they go to Camps Bay, they go to Century City. Franschuk even, for that wine. Franschuk. Let's be honest. And Stelly's, and Stelly's. But they brought it here to Langa. They brought it to the people because they wanted to find out how can we as a company bridge that digital divide? How do we talk to the people? How do we find out what they want? How do we make sure that it is travel is inclusive? And as someone who spent a lot of time traveling, I can tell you it is not that inclusive. And shout out to Airbnb for taking themselves out of the city and coming to a fantastic venue, by the way. This, this is an incredible, the Gugstep event is incredible. It's really beautiful. Love it. I want to understand, like, Google's perspective around this. What are you making of the notion of inclusive travel? They are aspirationally, symbolically things that you've pointed out Airbnb is doing choosing to host it here and bring us all out here to discuss these things with some rigor, I have to admit. What's Google's perspective on what's wrong and how we all need to bunch together to fix it? Yeah, I think that, you know, as a company, we touch travel quite extensively because some of the top things that people search for in the world is travel. They search for destination, they search for flights, they search for accommodation, they search for experiences and things to do. And if we as a company are not cautious of making sure that that information is inclusive and diverse enough and we're not working hard to make sure we figure out how to do that, then we are not a responsible citizen. And this is where on stage I was talking about the digital skills program. Is you cannot say to a continent like Africa, ooh, here's devices, here's internet, go online, when you haven't given people the means to do better. If I put a phone, someone who's never seen a mobile device, and go, your world is about to change, she's going to look at me going, how? There's a lot of honesty that's lacking in terms of what is really happening, especially when you look at technology on the continent. We love, I love when entrepreneurs, tech entrepreneurs get together, you know, they go crazy talk about growth and how they're going to 10x their business. And I'm like, do you guys even know what 10x means? Because if your business is supposed to be worth, say, $10 million, 10x in that business means it's going to be worth 100 in a very short space of time. How, where, when, who, what. So I think we need to really be honest about what is needed and what needs to be done. So yes, devices are getting cheaper. You can get 50, heck, you can even get $30 smartphones now. So that's cheaper. So that barrier to entry is coming down. Um, Data, problematic in, in many places, but it's we're crawling to getting cheaper. We'll say we're crawling to getting cheaper. But content and education is still missing. You get the access... But where's the content? If as a, as, as a first-time person, so if I live in Kalicha or Google Two or Alexandra or Mamalodi, if I get onto the internet for the first time and I look for something and I don't see anything that looks like me, that resembles me or speaks to me in a language I understand, that is not a friendly place. It's a place that I can't relate to or connect with so we need that content we need African content we need Africans creating content and there are a lot of these young creators that are coming up and we need to make sure their content is seen and their content is consumed and some of them are creating content in their local languages some of them are creating content in their environment like the two pairs that I love actually the three of them the pop culture girls they're here in Cape Town they speak to the young black South African when I watch their videos I'm like yep I see it. When young South Africans watch the video, they see it. But where We need more of that. We, the language thing is also a thing. We need to be able to produce content for 
people in a language they understand. Um, I saw a lot of Nelson Mandela 100 signs around here, and which reminds me of actually my favorite quote uh, from Nelson Mandela. When you speak to, speak to someone in their first language, you speak to their heart. When you speak to them in their second language, you speak to their head, which means the consideration is different. Because when you speak to someone's heart, it means, okay, I feel it, I get it, I'm with it. When you speak to their head, there's a lot of translation and a lot of logic that goes into how they decide on whatever that factor is that they're no longer interested. Um, which is why when I was on stage, I was talking about this group, Tlalanje, they're in Johannesburg and they do these hill routers. They really, they get Joburg. Like people, where people get Joburg, like people come to Joburg, they go, ooh, Joburg. Or as they say, ooh, Joburg. Like people, most people don't get Johannesburg. I used to live in Cape Town. I lived here for six years, and it was the greatest city I'd ever lived in. I never thought any city could be better than, than Cape Town. And it really is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. But there's something about Johannesburg that just speaks to an individual that says, you want it, work hard, and go out there and get it. But it's also the kind of city where someone needs to share it with you. Is that the point you're making? It's not, it's not, in, it's not on Times 100 list, right? That's for sure. It's not on 20 places you must visit before you die list. That's not there. It's, it's, in, it's in the stories people tell. It's in the, the Instagram posts and the stories. It's, it's in the airport conversations or the plane conversations you have with people about who you are and the city you're from. And we need to show people that. When they get online, they need to be able to understand that I am not alone in this world of dots and ones and zeros there are people who get me who speak to me and i'm going to go find them and i'm going to go learn from them and i'm going to go absorb all the information they have to give mitch i want us to camp here because we i've been having conversations that were almost trying to challenge everyone i've been speaking to to contextualize the inclusive travel and tourism concept idea throw a stone at a at a randomly assembled group of Africans and what, whoever that stone hits, right? Chances are that person is, is not like the people in this room. Two of them are on their very, very, very high-end smartphones. The two of us are on a podcast speaking really good English. Um, and so we're, we really aren't the average Africans, quote-unquote. But, but no, when I, no, so this will, let me finish my idea. Because Mitch says, why can't we be? This is what I'm saying. This is the point I'm trying to make. Because I think the point we are discussing addresses... The growing layer of privileged middle-class Africans that we represent. And I think what we're talking about around narrative and story and representation on the internet, in media, is something that I think people in our position don't think about or take as seriously as we ought to in terms of our participation, contribution or projection into the public sphere and also in terms of what we demand to consume and the, the sort of standards we apply to what we believe is for us or by us. And I think the reason we're talking about this in this way is because you have this background of being a journalist, extensively tra well-traveled person here on the African continent, a travel blogger and writer. What do you make of some, some of the things I said? She's taking a deep breath. She's about to take huge exception and I'm bracing for the blows. I'm trying to think of the question. Like, what is the main question here? Is no, it's not even a question. It's more a statement that I might prompt you to, to sort of think how do about. How think about inclusivity for the average or the everyday African, right? The everyday African, unfortunately, on average, the mean is not you and me. The mean, you I know, I agree with you. I did a, actually, one of my colleagues did a study, shout out Mzama, and, or he read a study, and he shared it with us, and he said to us, I want you to go do this calculator thing, and find out where you are in the 
earning percentile in South Africa. I think, no, SARS. I think SARS or one of the consulting firms put this up. And I was like, oh, Google doesn't pay me that much, right? I made like this joke. I'm like, Google doesn't pay me that much. And uh, we all laughed about it. Google pays me very nicely. Um, but I did, this, I did this study. I did the, the thing. And I was shocked that if you earn in South Africa 20,000 rand and above, you are in the top, I think, 20 percentile. Because I've been looking at research that suggests even perhaps even higher than that. So, and, and I was looking at that, I'm like, like I think between, like, yeah, it, it was either between 20,000 or 30,000 um, rand a month. That's under $2,000 a, a month, yeah, yeah. a month. That's under $2,000 a month that you're in the top earning percentile in, in the country. And the average South African household earns about 10,000 rand, which is just under $1,000 a month. And actually, I think it's $800 a month, depending on the way the rand is feeling these days. And I thought about that for a second. And when I was a journalist and I was running the burn group and struggling journalists, as it were, but at the peak when we were making some money, my salary was 15,000 rand a month. And that covered, I had an apartment that was 5,500 rand a month. So after tax, I got maybe like 12,500. Rent was 5,500 a month. Uh, transportation was another thousand and a half. Groceries was about five hundred, and then there's things like insurance and medical and all of these things. And I always thought, oh gosh, this journalism thing's so damn hard. Like I need to, I need to, I need to work for Google and make proper money. I need to make more money. But then I thought about, my, oh my gosh, when I thought I was living the world of struggle, I was earning way more than. A household. So again, a household, meaning the number of people in a household is between three and four. I'm a single person household. I mean, when, when, I, when we talk about travel, we also have to be quite careful and, and just say, ooh, travel, travel, travel. No, people can't afford to travel. Travel is expensive. We're taking time out to thank the presenting sponsor for this series, Airbnb. Can you imagine a world without travel? We certainly can't. And that's why at African Tech Roundup, we reckon that the opportunity to travel and experience everything our world has to offer should be something everyone can enjoy. Airbnb happens to think so too. They also believe that Africa's travel and tourism industry can do a lot to sustainably empower and economically elevate underserved communities, which is why they hosted the first ever Africa Travel Summit in Cape Town's Walanga Township in 2018, where this series was recorded. Airbnb can't wait to put you onto millions of unique homes, experiences, and places all over the world. Book now at airbnb.com. And now, back to the conversation. I suppose I'm trying to, for our listeners, right, who, who might assume when we say things like story, and the, the podcast, the notion of the podcast is one of the most exclusive propositions you can make in most African countries when you consider how much it costs to, okay, firstly, the friction around finding it and, and perhaps it not being a mainstream place to source news or insight or entertainment. But then again, the cost, you know, around sort of for data, what it will cost you via mobile, which is probably the, 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 the lowest friction in terms of like how you would reach something for, for in, on the continent uh, via the internet on mobile. Um, so the cost now of data to access it, right? So I'm, so I'm talking about podcasting, which is perceived as this hugely democratizing situation. And I'm saying to you, is our discussion about the grassroots, like the people of Langa, or is this narrative debate, this content debate, this content thing that we said earlier, is it about you and me and people at our sort of eye level? So I feel that it needs to be about everybody. So why can't I bring 
the people of Langa with me where I'm going. You can, but they're not here yet. Let's be honest. No, no. So what? Someone. It's like it's like the whole thing about you know, if I get up there, I'm bringing the elevator down so it can bring more people up to join me. I can't sit up there by myself. One, two. Traveling is not about Paris and London and Cape Town city center or Beijing or Sao Paulo. Traveling is just about experiencing the world around you and seeing more. Why can't the people of Laga see more? See more of Cape Town. Why can't the people of Camp Space see more of Langa? Why? So, it, it, why why can't they see Stellenbosch? Why can't they go to France? How do we make that possible? How do we how do we put together a package that works for them? Okay, now now I feel you. I totally yeah. get you. We can we can definitely do that. And I think that we need to stop thinking about traveling as hopping on a plane and getting a passport stamped. That's great, but there's a lot to do where you are as well. Which is why when I was asked. Where's my secret favorite gem of travel? I didn't go outside the city I lived in. I said Hillbrow because I think there is a lot to explore in the Hillbrow Yeovil area and the companies that are making that accessible and easy and without fear and creating trust to do that. So once, when we start doing that, when we start um, owning, as Marlon said, our narrative, because let's face it, until the lion learns to read and write, the hunter will always tell its story. And that is, a, that is the very story of Africa. Africans are terrible at telling their own stories. And it's changing now, but every time I watch the news, I go, did this person even bother to maybe call someone on the continent to ask a question? Did they even bother to, heck, Google a little bit before they start saying things? And um, I think that their media houses that are doing a far better job, they're hiring locally and keeping them in country and to do lots and lots of work. Big shout out to my buddy over here. Who's now in right in front of us. Shout out to you, Larry Madore, going, you better mention my name. Right? I'm like, what's happening right now? I feel like I have to mention the BBC is doing great work. No, and they are. They even do using uh, creoles now, and they're doing. They're doing things, man. You know. So I think that we need to think about it that way. Is when I when I do um, my city collection. So I do the city collection on Instagram, where every city I go to, I do stories and I highlight them, and then people can look at them later. Why can't I do a bespoke things to do in Langa? Why can't I do? Why can't Why can't I have a whole group misadventure in the townships of Cape Town? This is where I feel like our responsibility comes in. But I, I and I, in landing this conversation, because we, we all need to go let our hair down a bit. Yeah, but and Mama needs to eat. I haven't eaten since breakfast. So here's the deal, though. And I, and I like what you've brought out. Um, perhaps I get trapped in thinking about travel as this big, big deal. And, and I think we all, those who can, need to take more responsibility for shaping that narrative. Because I think the unofficial narrative of a place like Cape Town, and I can say this because I've lived here for at least four years in the past, the unofficial narrative is if you are black, all the nicest places... Won't accept you. So, you know what? Like, true story. And this morning, I, I had a meeting and we talked about this. Was When I lived in Cape Town, everyone used to make me make the reservations for restaurants. If there's a super fancy restaurant we wanted to go to, they go, Mitch, why don't you call them and make the reservation? And it took me a while to realize why. Because I talk like this and I have a name that says Mitch. So, you can't really tell until you see me that I am brown. So, I make all the reservations. And I've had this experience where I got to the restaurant and my reservation for Mitch. And they go, Mitch... Are you sure? Because we didn't take bookings today. And I'm like, lady, that's my name right there. I called at 3 o'clock, like literally there. Oh, okay. And then it's this awkward, come with me. And you can tell when you get into the restaurant that, 
oh, it's like that, right? And and people give you the look like, can you afford to be here? Is it? And so that that's the narrative that precedes Cape Town. It's not all. It's not all like that. And it's it's partly the narrative could we allow? Exactly. We've allowed it to be that way. We need to claim our right to be like, you know what? I got the money. This is my city. This is my city. I'm going to eat at this restaurant and I'm going to drink all the wine and I will pay my bill and walk out. And we must own that. And something I'm, I'm really trying to push um, is getting... So there are all these incredible citizens in the, of the world who really... I call them super users of Google. And they use the thing we call local guides. So they write reviews, they take pictures, and they just give an honest account of where they've been. And local guides are... People like you and me who have access, we have, we have great smartphones, we can afford to eat a nice restaurant, we can afford to do a tour in Langa, we can afford all these things. So why aren't we putting that information so other people can see it and come experience it? So that is our responsibility. My responsibility is that every time I go to a really nice place, no matter where it is, in the city center or in Langa, I need to say, this was great. The service was amazing. Yes, it is a Langa, but come, it is a five-star restaurant. Eat there. Here's what we now need to do responsibly is go feed our faces. That's a great point. Thanks you so much for being on the show. Mitch Atagana. And, um, I like to bring a crew with me. Uh, so obviously my hype man, Larry Maduro. Always, You're rolling heavy. Always, always run. You know, F for my personal photographer. Wow. So it's just, I like to bring, I like to bring a whole team with me. And a four has left the building, but shout out to her too. You know, I think she's done taking pictures now. She's like, oh, I'm done. Let me go edit and send them before she loses her mind. So, you know. Thanks so much, Mitch. You nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be a little, man. You gotta be. <laughs>